little girls. This seems to say. But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And we're coming to you from the studio, but we're using modern technology and using an iPhone. Yeah. Because the equipment won't work for us. Yeah, someone messed it up again. Yeah, I'm actually thinking it might be something, well, not something we did, but I did. No, we haven't been here in a while. No. And we we return to the studio to get so our listeners can have a perfect recording. Yeah. And this is what happens. We're reduced to the phone again. God exactly. bless iPhone and Apple. <laughs> and God bless them for not inventing on off switches, which would help our problem. But anyway, we'll move swiftly on because <laughs> we're here to review Oceans 8. Yes. And um, not Tully. <laughs> Here we go. Every single well, no, uh, no, you're not going to see Tully at this stage. I don't think so. So I think our listeners out there it. would like to oh, get over it. I went and saw the bloody film. And I think it's going to come in. I just want to give a quick snapshot review because I'm sure our listeners want to hear. And I will say it's going to be one of my films of the year. Really? As in one of the worst films of the year. Probably top. Okay. That's why I was so anxious for you to see it. Because I was there about halfway through. You better go and see this. <laughs> and I did it. It was awful. Oh, it was just... <laughs> It was appalling. I'm saving it all up for the end of the year, but I can't wait till the end of the year to unleash the bile about that film. It was atrocious. Oh, I predictable. have to see it now. Oh, yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to really see it in that frame of mind and just say, yeah, see his point. Make you're so wrong. It's beautiful. Yeah. Load of shite. Anyway, unlike Ocean's 8, Ocean's 8 was very enjoyable. Did you like it? I did. Did you? Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, there's a lot of, like I had to get out of that frame of mind of, film student kind of thing because okay. it, I think this film was was set out to be enjoyable oh, yeah. it wasn't a masterpiece or anything like that it was just you know yeah something like a, a very easy going film you can laugh Pure about entertainment. it yeah yeah exactly so I really did like it I did think though they tried to harden some bits like one of the thing was the very et- ethnically diverse cast I was struck by that uh, as well I don't know if they were really trying to you know be feminist and diverse and all women and you know we're all great and pals and blah 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 which the the actresses keep mentioning every time they're on a chat show it's like oh we women we work well together there's this myth going around that we know we do every single chat mm-hmm. show I've seen well to in. be fair to it's because I think there was rumours oh they're fighting on sets which always happens yeah, when there's yeah. a group of women because they're all supposed to be divas yeah. it was always the case with, it was the case with Friends in the first series of Friends everyone said that Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston were bitter rivals yeah, and, and they're, they're not. Best they're, they're friends. Best friends. The, the three no, of them are friends. Yeah. Like when you see them together, they're so great. Yeah, but I mean, this is and what the press do. Yeah, when there's a group of women in equal parts. Yeah, role yeah. That they say disrespect, and so I'd say that was just a like they, they clearly did get on. I've seen them in a number yeah. of different chat shows where they really connect very well. Yeah, so they might be just trying to counteract that sort of rumor. Yeah, but they're always talking about it, which I feel is not really necessary. Like we get it. <laughs> Okay, we do now. I'm just really frustrated I wasn't invited to be a part of the film. 
Yeah, th- 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 well, they didn't get that minority covered then, did they? Um, yeah, but I thought the, the first scene with Sandra Bullock coming out of prison and she goes into the shop. And, and the whole steals, scam yeah, that she does. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was like, how do people not think about yeah, that? Yeah, I was, I was thinking that I said, surely that's not going to work. Because, I mean, there were so many scams she was doing, all the scams, like the yeah. hotel room and everything like that. And I was going yeah. in the back of my mind and said, she'd have to get caught. And I'm sure she would, because I mean, I would say if you went into a shop and just said, I'd like to return these and you say, don't have the receipt. So I just take them anyway. Someone's going to um, hang on. Yeah. Or just, there's alarm codes in these machines or so, whatever. Not really. Not no. in the, I don't think they have it in the beauty products okay. because they're tiny little packages. So, and, and the thing with the hotel, it is actually smart because they can't hmm. prove that it's not your woman on the phone. And when oh, she yeah. comes in, they're not going to, you know inspector because they probably think oh she's a guest that's staying here or whatever whatever like you know yeah. so it's I think it was very it very was all smart yeah. Yeah. but I mean, it was also like I would say you'd have to be in that frame of gave mind gave me great ideas <laughs> okay but okay well now we know your criminal future <laughs> but I would say I would, would think you'd have to be of a frame of mind to be able to do that without worrying about it because yeah. can you imagine if you put the scandal out at the hotel room and she was there in the bath having a bubble bath and I said, I just couldn't relax. I'd be afraid all the time. Someone's going to come in and catch me. Someone's going to come in and catch me because I'm not meant to be here. So yeah, you just, well, she's probably just used to it. it. Yeah, yeah, she just expects this. Yeah. So she's perfectly okay with Well, she's it. Danny Ocean's sister, so. Which they emphasize a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, when you say there about ethnic diversity, that's what occurred to me because I was trying to work out who were the eight. Like watching yeah. counting them as they go along, and I was working. I says, right, well, there's Sandra Bullock, there's Sarah Paulson, there's Hel- Helena Bonham Carter, and there's Kate Blanchett. There's the Asian one. There's the Indian one. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Rihanna. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, so who's the eight? I was trying to count the eight, and obviously then it becomes clear as the film goes on who the eight yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but that was it. That was the thing with it was trying to remember all of them and giving them all something to do. Yeah, that would through. make them memorable that you wouldn't forget yeah. them. And I, it's, it, it just went, the only thing that I had, it's not even a problem, but it's just you notice it, is that they're all completely different women from each other. Yeah. Completely different. Like, Sandra Bullock is the leader, whatever, and she's all, you know, smart and dresses beautifully and blah, blah, blah. And, and then Kate Blanchett is the cool, laid back girl. Yeah, the sort of the hippie motors- Yeah, motorcycle, yeah. you know, Leathers. tough. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Well, she looked amazing in. I have to say I loved her in it. I thought, thought she looked great. And then Rihanna's like the, doesn't talk much. The hacker, yeah. And so on. You know, and then Helena Bohm Carter is the older one who just wants to sort out and her she's life. Younger, and she's younger than both Blanchett and Yeah, Sandra I know. Like but, she, but she looks like the... Not the eccentric. She looks, yeah, the, you know, that wants everything to be, you know. And then Sarah Paulson is the wacky one that, you know, is... She's always the wacky one, I think, in every film. And I'm going to go through all of them, but it's all... Yeah, well, maybe she's wacky and straight-laced as well. Like, she's straight-laced yeah. in her home background and so on, like, very buttoned up and the conservative jumpers and so yeah, on and yeah. then when she's let loose <laughs> which I so. thought is great that her her um, her whole garage is like full <laughs> of these products and Sandra Bullock and that was something I was really wondering what do you tell your husband <laughs> and your kids <laughs> all these products here, eBay it? yeah. <laughs> yeah I was thinking that the whole way and I was like what and I was, she was trying to how is she explaining it to Sandra Bullock like yeah. she wasn't saying no I'm not doing anything wrong <laughs> That's why I have 500 lawnmowers here at my garage. <laughs> and she steals it from trucks that are, you know, bringing stuff in yeah. and out of it. And I was like, so it's you who causes my dad headaches. 
Because that's what my dad works and he makes sure that nothing is stolen from trucks and stuff when they're being imported. Oh, send him to the film. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sarah Paulson, Dad. <laughs> no, he goes along and says, I don't think this film is entertainment at all. It's, it's making heroes of these criminals. This is a very serious matter. No, my dad is not posh. He definitely doesn't speak like that. No, he doesn't. And he I doesn't give a shit. <laughs> no, what do you do here? He does. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He just clocks in and clocks out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what the, uh, compared to the other Oceans films, what did you think? Um, I thought it was it was very good. I mean, the other Oceans films, like I think I get them confused. <laughs> All right. Well, I would say the first one is excellent. Yeah, the first the one, one is very is good. Awful. Yeah, Matt Damon was gorgeous. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a quality I miss pass me by. But <laughs> the first one and the third one of the others are the first one is really good. The third one is very good. But the second one is a mess. Like you can okay. feel it just falling apart as you're watching. It just gets really nonsensical. And I would say this is better than the second, but it's not as it's good as the other two. It's more plausible, I think. This one, it the makes, Ocean's Yeah, Day. I think it's because it's not Casino or whatever. I think it's just mm. they use the, everything they use is very well like explained. Yeah. Like it makes sense in a way, very well planned. And you can see every bit of the plan, like the whole 3D printer thing. Yeah. And all that like that is very smart. Well it is and, and what's good about it is it if they have this whole plan but they don't reveal the plan to the audience until straight it's away. D- yeah, but you don't notice that they're not because I was I was actually watching this, yeah, they're just gonna steal a necklace, what's the big deal? Like what's yeah, gonna happen? Yeah. And then the whole intricacies of what they did. And they gave little instructions of what the individuals had to do. Yeah. It was only when you saw it all come together that it made sense exactly, oh that's yeah. why they're doing that that's why yeah. they need a blind spot outside yeah. the toilet and so on and the way you know Sarah Paulson became a, a worker in the Vogue magazine and you know so she was organised so she had it was just everyone had their part to play and they were yeah. very well explained and they were simple enough yeah it wasn't overly complicated yeah. or or drawn out yeah. it was very plausible and necessary it wasn't exactly. just doing things for the sake yeah. of effect like you have the one like Mindy is it calling her last name I can't remember her last name the Indian girl very mm. smart like all she does is has to, all she has to do really is just take apart the necklace which yeah. I never thought of that of course I you can't divide I was wondering what she was doing there I was yeah. watching this say, yeah but what's she going to do in all this and yeah. then when she takes the necklace away we don't give too much away and I said oh yes of course of course they That's can't it. sell I, the thing because her job when they recruited her was that she valued diamonds and so on yeah. I said they already know it's worth a lot yeah. of money they don't yeah. need her for that and, but there was all sorts of little tricks like, like the individual yeah. talents they had weren't just silly little things to throw in. they were all relevant that's why they were recruited yeah. which made sense at all yeah. time. but even Aquafina, who is the the Asian girl I always say Asian because well you're right what's, what's wrong I don't know Asian is correct term okay anyway, racist will be to say Chinese or Japanese when they might actually be Korean but that's what I mean yeah it's Asian anyway um, I loved the part where you know I know she's very light handed yeah, and she's great and all that and I thought at the start I was like oh is this going to be too much she's so good that no one notices it Yeah, but no when she was actually taking the necklace I thought that would so happen because you're not concentrating she's vomiting you're not concentrated yeah. on what you're wearing and you know pockets where she's fucking getting her guts out and your yeah. woman just goes and click and take it on so easily yeah. and it could happen like so and you would never say it was the staff or anything yeah, like it, it was just great. It oh was, yeah, it, it was, was really, really well. I mean, really it was, well but it was so smooth. Yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. like and they just flicked it and then quickly and then carries on. Yeah, and I can actually smooth. see the the whole 
Helena Bonham Carter thing happening because she's so eccentric and she's a designer. People don't want to say no to her. You oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, let her look at it in the light. Well, I, Go I, on. I, <laughs> you know, like. I did. We'll say one thing. I thought Helena, Helena Bonham Carter was brilliant, apart yeah. from the accent. The yeah, accent, she said it was Irish. I didn't Oh, know no, she was, she was meant to be, like, the character was Irish. And it's, a, it's an Irish accent. It's an Irish accent I'm very familiar with. I've heard it in Live by Night from Sienna Miller and in Michael Collins from Judy Roberts. So it's a it's Hollywood Irish terrible. accent. terrible. Yeah. It's... Because I didn't no, even recognize it as being Irish until she said it on the said it on the Graham Norton. I was like, "That's what it was." That's, it's an imitation <laughs> Irish. It's a flat Irish accent, and it is. It's the sort of thing that people imitating Ireland do. Yeah. Irish people do it yeah. as an imitation Irish accent. So I was shocked because she's a very good actress. Yeah, and she she's English. She lives just across the way. She yeah. should know accents, but I didn't mind. Like I let it yeah, pass because yeah. she was so good in it. And I mean, there was something else. I was say. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Was they were deliberately playing to the actor's talents, like she speaks French at one scene. Yeah, because she does. Yeah, she was in a, she was oh, in yeah. a French film speaking where she played a French character and spoke to her in French, and the same thing Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's mother German. Is German. Yeah, but it was just yeah. so, so funny to see that it's almost like an in joke because you just know them about this yeah. about the actors, and they're just speaking fluently in this language. Yeah. And yeah. she was very Sandra Bullock was very funny in German. Yeah, like very stereotypical in terms of she's arguing and says this is not like right. Americans, they they really want to be really PC. So if they oh, see yeah. someone that isn't speaking English and they're mad and they're like they're they're catered, yeah they're 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 you know they're they're listening because it's customer service yeah so they would really pay attention and not know what to do and trying to figure out without offending anyone so it's so believable and in she, that and way she yeah. looks like she's a lady or a dame yeah. of some <laughs> sort some aristocrat <laughs> with some description yeah uh, yeah I would say overall it's a very slight film in one regard like it's forgettable I'll forget about it by the end of the year. Yeah, it Whereas is. Whereas I yeah. think the others are more memorable. Yeah, I'd watch it again if it was on TV or something. Yeah, like, it, like I'd watch yeah. any of them apart yeah. from the second one of the oceans, of the Danny Ocean ones. Um, so overall, what would you give it? I'd give it a solid eight and a half. Uh, I would give it three. Yeah. Like I mean, three is what I would rate as good to very good. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's great entertainment. It passed the day nicely, yeah. and I had a lovely time in Navin watching it yeah. with my free popcorn and drink. <laughs> we went to the Odeon Stillorg, which is next to the Stillorgan Orchard. So All we right. had dinner in the Stillorgan Orchard first, which was lovely. Okay. And then we went there. That sounds like a lovely combination too. Uh, Much better. Well, why popcorn. am I here? <laughs> <laughs> right. For that bit, you move away from the actual microphone recording and go to the prop microphone in the studio. Uh, yeah. So it was great. Uh, okay. So we'll move quickly on. To the challenges. To the challenges. So we didn't record what our challenges to each other were last week because we were God, we were so caught yeah. up in the excitement of doing the challenges. Exactly. So, who wants to go first? I mean, uh, do you want to go first? No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, Marina challenged me to watch a film about fashion. Yeah. Well, it had something to do something with fashion. Do with fashion. Yeah. Good. Something to do with fashion yeah. is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually watched it straight after watching Ocean's 8, okay. by coincidence. Because I started, what I really wanted, well, no, I'll come to that. Um, I watched another Anne Hathaway film. Oh, did you watch the the Devil Wears Prada? No. Okay. But I wanted to. <laughs> That's what I was hoping to find. And have you never it, seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No. Weird for treat. Oh, I know. I, I know. I'd enjoy it. And it was it was on Netflix. I thought for a while and it's gone now. It's got, yeah. It so. does that. The, like oh, yeah, the, the documentary I wanted to see was on Netflix for a while, and then when I went to go and see it, it wasn't there anymore. But what is on Netflix 
is another Anne Hathaway fashion related film which Quentin Tarantino described as his favourite film or one of his favourite films of the year when it came out which is 2015 and I'm surprised The Intern oh no well it was only one but I would say well first of all I mean we saw that it was good enough but did you see wasn't, it yeah we saw that not oh. in the cinema we, we, we actually have the DVD because we rented it out and forgot to give it back <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so, give it back because you don't. Oh no, but we paid. No, like we that. paid the fee and we were able to keep the, the DVD. Oh if you God. if you leave it for a while, you just have to pay a fee and then the DVD is yours. Okay, so, so you bought it effectively, and I'm just watching it on Netflix um, and never will again. Um, I watched it from the point of view of I was saying ah, it might be okay. I mean, it's Robert De Niro. I know it's not supposed to be a great film of his yeah, and it's his yeah. career slide. But I mean, he's such a cool guy at the moment, particularly. I'll watch him in anything. I like Anne Hathaway anyway. Yeah. And then I was just checking the IMDb bits and trying to find a reason to watch something else. I tried to find yeah. something else desperately, but there was nothing else available and I need to watch something. And I'm looking at it and then I found directed by Nancy Myers, maker of The Holiday. Yeah. And I was going, well, she's already got the worst film in the world under her belt. It maybe it can't, yeah, yeah. maybe it's an improvement. And I was very pleasantly surprised for the first hour or so. Okay. It was very enjoyable. I mean, because I was watching from the point of view of this is going to be absolutely awful. Yeah. And it wasn't too bad at all. Uh, I did think, but it was very monumentally predictable. You could see all the oh, pointers yeah. coming. Yeah. Like the funniest part for me was as soon as we met her husband. Like the fact that we ha- she had a husband I said, well, he's only in the film so that he can cheat on her. Yeah. That's the only reason yeah. he exists. There's absolutely not. And then Robert De Niro was going to rescue her or find yeah, out or something. Yeah, because it's so, it's so predictable that they make this film about this woman that is so successful. Yeah. And clearly the husband is a side guy and they're going to show that he feels like that. He's always around the kids. He's always doing everything for the kids. So he yeah. feels neglected. Yeah. So that's why he goes off. And then that's how it, ex- it it's explained later. And she doesn't really get mad. No. I mean, which she, is she so even annoying. Says, she says herself, um, oh, I hate that cliche. Like it's, they admit it in the film. It's yeah. a real cliche. But he is the epitome of cliche. Like yeah. he's bushy beard the yeah. bushy curly hair walks around all the time with a shirt open over a t-shirt like yeah. real cash and lazy and he's really nice when Robert De Niro comes around oh come in and have a coffee yeah. I said you're such a non-entity you have one characteristic cheat on Anne Hathaway yeah. like you're a non-star yeah. she's yeah. a big legendary star you're a minor actor yeah. it's just so transparent Yeah. and he's just so every time he appeared I want to kick his face <laughs> I was just going get off the screen oh same thing when I found oh. like when, when the whole cheating thing came to light I was like Kick him out of the fucking house. Kick him out of the fucking house, Anne. It was so (laughs) unacceptable. How dare he do that? That's so disrespectful. You're there working your ass off, and this guy goes off. That's so. And you can't justify it as I've been neglected, blah, 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 blah. It's sexist both ways. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's stereotypical. Because I was looking at this that that, um, when Robert Turner says um, house husbands, they prefer stay at home dads. I said, I wouldn't care what you call me if I get to stay at home all day (laughs) and get paid. Fuck that. And I've no problem with, oh, it's demeaning. No, it's not. Yeah. Spending time with your kids, you're having fun, you'd be writing, working, whatever. Yeah. This is what I want. But this is your wife is having nothing. a successful life. You both yeah. are earning money, yeah. amazing money. You have yeah. a beautiful house. Oh, it's it's just, every cliche in the book. And is it's so like he's he cheats with a mother of another kid from yeah. the school. Oh yeah, and also so all the mothers are so bad. resentful of her and they say she's yeah. and make her feel guilty. And she says, I can't believe that's still happening in this day and age. And I said, I really don't think it is. Yeah. I don't, I've never come across that sort of nonsense anymore. That was very much, that's a 70s yeah. and 80s idea. People do not, certainly women don't resent other women for being successful. So, 
I thought it was nonsense, but it was certainly not as bad as the holiday. Okay. And I did th- I did think there was great chemistry between the two of them. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Well, Even I think Anne Hathaway can get chemistry with anyone. She's a very good actress. She is, but he's but I mean he's also got great chemistry with Jennifer Lawrence in the films he's made with her. That's what I'm saying. Of a complete generation gap. He's made, what did he do? Oh, he's made three. He's done American Hustle. Well, a small part in that collected with them. Um, like he was the well, he wasn't really with her in the scene, but they're both in that film. But also, they were in um, Silver Lines Playbook. Who are you talking about? Robert De Niro and Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, I thought you were talking about the husband and no, no, and Anne Hathaway. No, I was saying Robert De Niro has great oh, chemistry okay. as well with other yeah. younger actors. Oh but yeah, but Robert De Niro can get uh, chemistry with anyone. Yeah, but it's the very fact that when they're good talents from different yeah. generations, he's so lovable though. Like you, you just love him. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny as well, he's a just because we would quickly move on to yours. But I'll just say I thought it was funny the idea of they were. An- anxious to emphasise that there couldn't possibly be any romance between Hathaway and De Niro yeah um, so they bring in the René Russo character the masseuse yeah who's again has no purpose other than to yeah. sleep with Robert De Niro at some point yeah and therefore there's no danger of any chemistry between this much older man and woman yeah and I just thought it was so ridiculous when Anne Hathaway then says to Robert De Niro at some point says you're my best friend I mean this beautiful young woman having a much older man as I best know friend. I knew nonsense. you would come to that it's just yeah. nonsense you're so predictable so just like the film Right, my turn. Hey, your choice. <laughs> so, Sylvia, our lovely friend, she's my bestie now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you really hit it off with a mutual attack on myself. <laughs> um, she gave me the challenge. She's she's the one that did the challenge from Mick, lazy bastard. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything. That's that. <laughs> I'm joking. She said uh, she told me to watch a documentary. Which I thought was great, um, because we hadn't done it. <laughs> All right, just the best challenge you've ever got. Yes, it had to be because it was Sylvia. Yeah, come over here and do this for you. Um, maybe she should do the podcast with okay, me. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. I'm so redundant. Um, so I wanted to see this documentary for a while, and I kept not putting it off, but I just never got around to do it. I had other priorities, film wise. So this gave me the opportunity to see it, which was Amy. Oh wow! Yeah, the Amy Winehouse yeah, I'm documentary. To see that. Fantastic. Heartbreaking, I'd say. Absolutely, I felt so bad for her. Like she didn't want anything that happened to her. She didn't want it from she when she was a kid, and this stuck to me so much. How people can be cruel without mm. being cruel, if you get me, like openly cruel. Like she had a very bad childhood. Like her mother wasn't firm with her enough, and blah blah blah. Like she said, it, oh, it's, it it just it blew me away when she said. Her mother admitted, she said, oh yeah, when Amy was about 13, she came over to me and she said, mom, I have this new diet, which is I can eat anything I want and then I just vomit it. And, the, <laughs> and she said, and I just brushed that off. I just put that to the side. I didn't think it was that serious. And she told Mitchell, the dad, and he also did the same thing. We never thought it would be that serious. Clearly, <laughs> this isn't something that you do. That's not right. If a child is vomiting back her food, a vomit is a clear sign of something's not right. Yeah. So why would, you know, like, oh, that just pissed me off. I felt so bad for her. And of course, she did that her whole life then. I never knew that. Yeah. she That's why she was so skinny. Okay. She suffered with uh, bulimia. bulimia. And like she, oh, it, it, oh, it was just, it, she obviously she had problems with drugs. And drink. And all that. And, and. I think drink was more her, her problem. Yeah, her bigger, oh, no, drugs. All right. Drugs were a lot. They were, 
they were the ones that gave them gave everyone this, her first overdose kind of thing. Okay. Um, overdose is kind of death, isn't it, though? No. Well, you no, can you, overdose you can without, survive yeah, an overdose. Yeah, okay. So, she, yeah, she overdosed the first time, and all her friends who were always there, that stuck by her, always said, get her into rehab. That's the whole rehab song. Yeah. And Which is so profound now yeah when you hear it. and i remember it coming out when she was still alive yeah and it was just a jazzy little tune yeah, but like, no i mean you were aware of the lyrics yeah but you were thinking yeah yeah but she should go but you weren't really serious then you yeah. say she's dead within a couple of years of that yeah and that like brought her into the light like i know back to black came a little bit before and she started getting even more famous and she even in the song like she wrote her own lyrics she wouldn't let anyone write her own lyrics she wrote it mm-hmm. she was a poet based. she started with poems and she, and her dad says she didn't need to go. That's the whole line of the song. <gasps> My daddy thinks I'm fine. The fuckers, uh, because she had tour dates. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you hear he this was, So he often. was an actual see you next Tuesday. Like it was, it was, it, it's infuriating. And I felt so bad for. Her. I felt like going in and hugging her and saying, "It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Just hang on. Just, just don't do what everyone's telling you to do." And her, she changed managers, and they made she. She had a a a tour in Serbia, a, a, a concert, and she didn't want to do it. She said, "I don't want to do it. I don't feel well. I don't want to do it." She went onto the stage, and she didn't do it. And people booed her, and they said, "I want my money back." Blah blah blah. And she just she just didn't want to do it. Two days later, she was dead. Oh my god. And she didn't want to do it. She wanted to go home and she the next day after the 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 tour she called her friend and said I'm so sorry what I've put you through, you know, because the friend they all suffered seeing her like that and trying to get her to, you know, go into the right path because her boyfriend didn't help either. And Mm. she called her friend Juliette I think it was and said I'm really sorry what I made you go through I'm really really sorry and the friend was when she was saying it in the document she was crying and she said I was waiting for that for so long. I thought that she was finally, this This was the change. This was finally going to happen. She was going to go clean. She, you know, we were all going to go back into her life and everything was going to be great. And she said on the phone to the friend, oh, I'll call you tomorrow then, you know, and do something. And she was dead. And the shocking images of the press all around her house and the body being carried out. It's horrendous. Oh, yeah. The poor girl. And she said from the start, she just wanted to be a jazz singer. She said, I, when she was 18, I think they interviewed her, um, Russell, no, not she was friends with Russell Brand anyway, um, who tried to get her into rehab mm-hmm. because he knew obviously. Oh yeah, well, he's very yeah. strongly in favor of things like that. And she, she said in an interview, they said, "Oh, what would you do if you get famous?" She said, "I really hope I don't get famous. I wouldn't be able to handle it." She yeah. said that she knew it. She knew that it would take a toll on her, and people forced her into doing things. And because she was so. I know it's wrong to say this, but she was so vulnerable and so weak-minded in a way. She just went with the flow, what everyone told her, because she didn't know any better. Well, also to be so much pressure from, and yeah. particularly if her father was doing it as well. Like, yeah. is, she thinks everyone has her best interests at heart. Exactly. No, it's all and she, you know, she was an amazing. And she said, "All I don't want to sing to fifty thousand people. I want to sing to fifteen in a closed room." Yeah, which she did in a here. jazz club. Yeah, she played in Triscoll, um, in Dingle. Yeah, where we were. There's a church that they do it every. They have an, a special guest once a year for an invited audience and she came here for that and, they sh- and there was a documentary on it and they showed it shortly after she died and exactly that she came across as just such a sweet, genuine person who really yeah. loves music, yeah. passionate about music and art and yeah. culture and they showed clips of her and it's just her and about 20 people in the audience yeah. and she was clearly in her element. Yeah, oh no, she was, just, like, she was, you can see she was an amazing girl yeah. and it was just, 
the wrong people around her and it killed her so young and I felt so bad for her because she because I didn't really know Amy Winehouse really and I was mm. oh she's a drunk girl or whatever and that's what the media showed yeah. and now with particularly this, when she died just yeah. as she died it was almost oh well that was inevitable yeah that was but away. it I think actually when she called her friend I think that was a goodbye kind of thing like she just yeah. can't take it anymore well wasn't it it was alcohol that actually killed yeah. her but I yeah. think what happened was she had stopped and her system wasn't able for the sudden yeah. attack in it again it was effectively like a heart attack or something yeah. like that Yeah. so she probably was if she hadn't had that binge yeah. she might have been fine and might have recovered yeah well that's what they said that's what they said and it's just, but anyway it's so tragic I just, what might yeah. have been sort of thing and you can see how simple she was because she loved her little apartment in Camden. And that's mm. even when she was millionaire. She just wanted to see... No, no one could get her out of Camden. She wanted to stay there even though it was a little shithole. She loved her apartment there. Yeah. And that was her vibe. She was very like laid back. She just wanted a simple kind of going to the jazz clubs and singing. And you should see her with Tony Bennett when she was invited. She I would hug him. I did see her on that hug him and she wanted to get it right because she was singing with her idol yeah. and it was so sweet she really was trying to get it right and he kept saying no you're grand it takes <laughs> you know it takes a while and she was really it was just it's heartbreaking that people did that to her and the I'd say loads of artists go through that oh, it happens all the time you hear, yeah. hear you have it happened with the Carpenters there was Karen Carpenter oh yeah, then. yeah. Um, it happened even with Michael Jackson now he yeah. obviously lived far longer but I mean there was a lot of that going all these legends and I often because I'm watching Top of the Pops from the 80s there and you see Michael Jackson just emerging at the time you just go oh my god look what happened and so yeah, on and just see yeah. all these people who become very famous very quickly very quickly yeah. when they're very young and then they're destroyed by it all yeah yeah so anyway I, I give it a 10 that one oh, because I, it's, it's definitely what I want I to see I recommend like, it I remember it, it actually was on in the lighthouse for a very long time they kept yeah. bringing it back because of demand oh, um, okay so we'll quickly round it off there what are you recommending for what are you challenging me to next week uh, next week I actually because I don't want to but I actually want you to see a horror any horror at all yeah even in 1930s universe. you can see whatever one you want or the current one that's out with Tony Collette that people are raving about oh yeah hating. well that would be a good one um, well I will quickly give you one that is really obscure you might I mean I might give you an alternative okay, later on okay. if you can't do it have you ever heard of George Formby I've heard of George Foreman no, no <laughs> completely different, radically different. Right, George Formby was a, a star, film star of a certain era. You'll find out when you Google him. I want you to try and find a film of his. Okay. Because I was watching a documentary on him last night and right. I was just saying, oh yeah, I, well, I want to watch one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we leave it there. Um, we have to run off and see the Happy Prince. So thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski.